We're going to get started in just a minute. But before we do, I want to talk to you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. This is what I use for my podcast, and it is fantastic. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. to the March or Die show today. Very glad to have you with me. Hope you have had a great holiday and looking forward to a wonderful new year. We've got a lot in store, of course. And uh, if you're anything like me, you come into a new year and you're excited about what's happening. You look forward to what's going to happen. And in a couple of weeks, you may forget about what you decided would happen. But we'll all do our best and uh, we'll move forward together. I really do appreciate you joining me here. If you are listening to this, thank you for doing that. Please go ahead and subscribe to whatever platform it is that you're listening from so that when new episodes of this come online, you are able to get them as they come out. Very important. And then if you are not watching, you are listening, but not watching. Go over to YouTube. You can find uh, this show and other content on YouTube. Go to YouTube, search for my name, Jeremy Stallnecker, and you'll find my channel there. I would love to share that with you as well. And uh, other content ends up there also. So a lot of stuff there for you. And then finally, if you'd like to, go and check out uh, my blog, jeremystallnecker.com. jeremystallnecker.com. You can find my blog as well as other content and uh, all the links to my social media and all the other stuff that I do, you can find there as well. But uh, again, thank you for joining me and looking forward to uh, today's episode. I want to talk today about uh, really the heart <laughs> of what this podcast is about. As we start a new year, I know we had an episode on the first, but as we start a new year really this week, uh, what does it mean to march? When we talk about march or die, these are themes that I discuss regularly. I go through this again and again, and I say things, and sometimes I forget that not everyone has heard what I've talked about before. And I would encourage you, there are a lot of episodes you can go back and watch or listen to, go check those out. But the, the topic or the title of this podcast, this show, is March or Die. March or Die. I've explained this at great length. Again, you can go listen to some of those. Uh, but basically, when we talk about March or Die, what we're discussing is the fact that in life, we are faced with decisions all of the time but often we get to a point where we are faced with one of two decisions. There's an obstacle, there's a difficulty, there's a trial, there's a trauma, there's something that comes into our lives, and we have to make a decision. The decision, generally speaking, falls into one of two areas. We can decide that because of what's happened in our lives, we are so overwhelmed by everything that we're simply going to stay where we are and die. We give up, we quit. We say, I just can't do this anymore. That is making a decision to die. Again, I try to be clear on this. 
Now, this is not necessarily a physical death. There are a lot of people who are living and breathing and going to work and doing the stuff they're supposed to do. Uh, but on the inside, they understand, they know that they have given up. They're functioning, but they're not moving forward with purpose. They're alive in the physical sense, but spiritually and emotionally and relationally, they're dead. They've just quit. They've given up. They've decided to die. That's a terrible place to be. It's amazing how many people in this world are in that exact spot, the spot where they've decided it's just too hard. I can't do this anymore. I've fought for so long. I'm not going to fight anymore. Whatever the case, I'm just going to stay here and die. There's another choice that we have. Again, I remind you of this as often as I can because I think life in so many ways, as complex as it can be, boils down to these two decisions. The other decision that we can make, instead of saying, I'm going to stay here and die, we can make the decision, if we will, to march. To march. To put one foot in front of the other and begin moving forward. I use that analogy and I tell a story that goes along with that. Again, you can go back to the beginning of this podcast and, and, uh, or these podcast episodes in the archive and you can find my explanation of that and the story that goes along with it. But that word march, it means more than walk. It means more than move. <laughs> we can move side to side. We can walk with our heads down and uh, not really accomplishing anything. We can shuffle back and forth. That's not what I'm talking about. The word march was chosen intentionally for this reason. When we march, we are moving forward with purpose and intent. Purpose and intent. It means we're going somewhere. Now, we may not know exactly where we're going to end up. We may not know exactly how long it will take us to get there. But we know that in the distance, off in front of us, not behind us, in front of us, There is a goal. There is a mission to be accomplished. There is something to be achieved. And we're going to get there one deliberate, and as Christians, as Bible believers, I'd say one deliberate, faith-filled step at a time. You see, to march doesn't mean you have it all figured out. It doesn't mean you're ignoring the difficulties and the trials in your life. It doesn't mean any of those things. It simply means that when faced with the obstacle and faced with the, the difficulty or the trial, that you're making a decision. That instead of staying here because it's just too hard or I've done it for too long, you've made the decision to put one foot in front of the other. You say, well, what do I do after that? You put another foot in front of the other. And then what do I do after that? You put another foot in front of the other. You've heard the ancient proverb, the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. Not only does it begin with one step, but it's followed with another step and followed with one after that and one after that and one after that. And as you pile up all of those steps, you look back and you see some progress. Why? Because you've decided one deliberate, faith-filled, that is trusting God for your future, trusting God for what you can't see, trusting God to move you through the obstacles. One deliberate, faith-filled step at a time. You're marching. It's deliberate. It's intentional. It's real. March or die. In life, we really only have one of two choices when we're confronted with something hard. We can decide to stay or decide to move. I talk about this often, and I will continue to talk about it. (laughs) I think in so much of our 
lives and so many of our lives and so much of what we do, uh, it just boils down to this. We need to march. Now, there are tools and there are techniques. There are things we need to add, knowledge we need to gain, uh, skills we need to acquire if we're going to do things well. But just the decision to persevere, I've said it before, it's almost a superpower because so many are unwilling to do that, to persevere. It boils down to just that. Over the next couple of weeks, though, I want to talk about specifically what it means to march. So, help me out. (laughs) March or die. We need to decide to march. That's great. Thank you, Jeremy, for that. Very deep. Thank you for helping us to decide to march. What does it mean to march? What does marching look like? You've said it is putting one foot in front of the other, and we can accept that, we can picture that, we get that. But really, practically speaking, for those of us that are dealing with traumas and trials and difficulties and we're overwhelmed by what's happening in life, what does it mean to march? When we say that, I want to move forward, but what does it really mean? I'm going to talk about that for the next few weeks. And uh, again, I hope this will be a help to you and an encouragement to you. I, I know it is to me as I review and I uh, reconnect with so many of these ideas. It's very, very helpful because the reality is that in life, we're going to have times of difficulty. Uh, Sometimes those difficult things aren't even overwhelming or life-threatening or relationship-ending. They're just hard, hard things in our lives. What do we do when we encounter those difficult things? Well, we need to march. Okay, great. What does that mean? I want to talk about that with you for the next couple of weeks. And uh, as with every episode of this podcast, none of this is deep. (laughs) I'm sure you've heard about it or thought about it before. But I want to give you some framework to really understand this idea of marching. Uh, So we'll begin today with this. Uh, What is the march or die mindset? When I talk about marching, when I talk about pushing beyond the difficulty, when I, when, when I discuss putting one foot in front of the other, what is the mindset that I need to have that allows me to do that? If you go on any of the social media platforms, uh, you will find thousands of people who are doing their very best to motivate you, <laughs> motivate you to exercise more, motivate you to study more, learn more, to uh, work harder, whatever. A lot of motivation out there. If you look at any of the motivational folks, the people who speak on things like motivation, internal motivation, physical motivation, they often discuss mindset. You see, before we move, we have to think right. The thing that gets your body moving if you're trying to accomplish something physically is understanding mentally why it is you need to accomplish that thing. Most people don't exercise because they simply enjoy exercising. They exercise because they know in their mind, intellectually, they understand that they need to be healthy. They need to get their heart pumping. They need to increase their cardiovascular uh, capacity. They need to have some muscle tone and definition, putting some stress against their bodies so they can grow and uh, stay healthy and then eventually accomplish the things that they want to accomplish. I think people who really understand physical fitness don't do it so they'll look good. That's a byproduct, hopefully. Uh, They don't do it so that others will admire them, maybe a byproduct. They do it so that in their lives they can accomplish what they need to accomplish. They have a mindset that says, if I will exercise, if I will eat right, then I'll be able to accomplish all of the other things I need to in in my life. That's mindset. I'm going to have the right mindset. 
If I decide to exercise because it's January 1st, I probably won't make it to January 3rd. <laughs> if I decide to exercise because uh, my friends are exercising or I was motivated by something I saw on Instagram, probably not going to last that long. But if my mindset is I'm a dad, I'm a mom, I want to do things with my children. Someday I'll have grandchildren. I want to have a body that allows me to uh, enjoy being around them and, and taking care of them and spending time with them. I want to live a long, fulfilling life. If that's your mindset, the consequence, the result of that mindset will be you will exercise. You will eat right. We could find this in every area of our lives if you have gone to college or a graduate school, most of the time, there are those professional um, uh, students, and they're strange people, these professional students. They go to school because they like school. Most people don't. They go to school because they understand. They have a mindset that says, if I do these things, then I can accomplish that. I can get that career. I can make this kind of money. I can earn for my family and myself. There's a mindset that leads to action. You get that. When it comes to dealing with the obstacles in our lives, it is the right mindset that leads to action. You see, before you, th before you act, you think. And if you think before you encounter the difficulty or the trial or the obstacle, then when you do, you will have already made the decision about how you'll deal with that difficulty, trial, or obstacle. I talk about this when I'm telling the march or die story. When you're in the fight, when the enemy is shooting at you, when you are uh, really trying to survive, fighting for your life, that's not the time to figure out what you're going to do. That's the time to execute on what you already know to be true. You made the decision back there so that you can execute now. That's how this thing works. I need to have the right mindset about what will come so that when it does, I can move forward well. Now, this isn't negative thinking. Uh, this isn't being hypercritical. This isn't glass half empty uh, kind of living. Be positive. Be upbeat. Uh, encourage yourself. Encourage others. You should be. Uh, that encouragement, that positivity, that, that positive mindset will carry you forward in so many ways. But we need to be realistic as well. Otherwise, we're living a delusion <laughs> Understand that in the best of relationships, there will be difficult times. The best of kids will require a lot of attention. The best of financial situations may hit a, an economic road bump. You may have a wonderful job. It's going to have some tension and some struggle. You may take care of your body. But we don't get to control every aspect of what happens inside of our bodies or happens to us. There will be physical challenges. Think positively, but think realistically. That's what having the right mindset is all about. We need to have the right mindset that causes us to march when it would be easier to stay where we are and die. Three things on mindset that I want to share with you. Um, there's a great passage of Scripture in the book of Philippians. I've shared this before on this podcast. The Apostle Paul is speaking. Philippians is a wonderful book, a very encouraging book, by the way, a very positive outlook, even though things were very bleak. The Apostle Paul, he lived a, a life that was anti-God. He was very religious, but he was anti-God and God's people because he was anti-Jesus and anyone who followed him. 
He lived his life uh, really persecuting those who believe that Jesus is the Messiah, that he is the Christ. And then he had an experience where he came into a relationship with Jesus Christ. He was introduced to him. His life radically changed. And when it did, he went from being the persecutor of Christians to uh, being a pastor, a church planter, someone who encouraged Christians and someone who God used to write much of our Bible, the New Testament. Paul was an amazing person. In the process of time, he was persecuted himself for his faith. He was thrown into prison a few different times. He was beaten a few different times, struggled uh, immensely. We come to the book of Philippians, this letter that he wrote to the church in a place called Philippi. It's an encouraging letter, even though as he's writing it, he is imprisoned. He's coming to the end of his life. He knows that he will probably be a martyr for his faith. He's endured extreme persecution, and yet he writes a letter to a church that is very encouraging. Right in the middle of that letter, he gives us a couple of verses that give us a very clear insight into how he thought, how he dealt with persecution, and how he dealt with difficulty and obstacles and trials, why it is he continued to march when it would be easier to stay where he was and die, why he never gave up, why he continued moving forward. He gives us these verses that are incredible. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 says, Brethren, talking to his brothers. I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. This is great. Verse 14, it's the march or die verse. (laughs) He says, I press toward the mark. For the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. There's a reason out there that I'm pressing for the mark. I'm leaning in. I'm marching. He begins by saying, brothers, I don't count myself to have gotten there. I haven't arrived yet. I'm still moving. But I'm going to do one thing. I'm going to forget what's in my past. And I'm going to continue moving forward. Reaching forth unto those things which are before. You see, that's the mindset. Paul was telling this church at Philippi, whether I am imprisoned or not, whether I am being persecuted or not, if things are good or not, regardless of the situation or circumstance I find myself in, I will continue to march. And he did. This gives us some very easy (laughs) to understand, very actionable perspectives on marching. You know what the right mindset is for someone who will march? Uh, It begins with a clear purpose. If you want to march when the difficulties and the trials and the tribulations, the persecutions, whatever it is, if you want to march when those things come into your life, then you must begin with a clear purpose. What did Paul say? I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Forgetting which is behind, I'm going to reach forth unto that which is before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. He said, whatever else is going on in this world doesn't matter to me. Because I have one purpose. Let me ask you this question. What is your one purpose? If you had to boil it down, if you had to uh, figure it out, if you had to articulate to someone else right now, push pause, 
Look over to the person sitting next to you and explain to them your big purpose. What would it be? I've talked about purpose in the past Uh, on this podcast. I have explained how in the grand scheme of life, we all have one purpose. That is to bring glory to God. But that in under that, God gives us an individual purpose, that thing that he set before us. What is your one purpose? Here's the thing with a lot of people. They hit a trial or a tribulation, a difficulty, an obstacle, something they didn't expect, someone who they once loved, who's been unkind to them. Whatever the case, they find themselves in waters they did not anticipate standing in. And because their purpose wasn't clear, they look around and say, well, what's even the point? Why should I continue? I'm not going to tell you exactly how to articulate this, but you need to have in your mind an articulated, (laughs) that is, one that you can say, a clear purpose that you can speak to others. It's articulate. It's clear. It's easy to understand. It's something that's on the top of your mind. This is my purpose. This is what I am seeking to accomplish. If you hang on to that purpose, then it doesn't matter what comes up in front of you. Those things are simply uh, obstacles that prevent you from moving forward, but you're not going to let them. You're going to keep going because you have a purpose. What is your purpose? Paul had a purpose. But but we see this as well. This is really important. I I talked about this already a little bit. I won't belabor this point, but we need to not only have a clear purpose, but we need to have a clear view. A clear view. A realistic view. Now, if you've ever been in love, (laughs) maybe you're in love right now. I hope you are. If you've ever been in love and it's lasted for any period of time, you know that in the beginning of a relationship, you feel like there's nothing that could shake this feeling that you have. It's incredible. But if you stick around long enough, things will change. It doesn't mean you have to stop loving or you'll fall, quote, out of love. That's another whole podcast. But it means that in the context of that relationship, things will change. People who claim to have fallen out of love are people that don't understand how love works and people that thought nothing would ever change. And when it did, they said, well, maybe I was wrong. A lot of people go through life that way. They say, well, uh, things will be fine. I'll never lose my job. I'll never struggle uh, at work. I'll never have a difficult relationship. My kids will always be wonderful and healthy and things will always be great. And they're blindsided when they're not. You know what, what it is when things aren't always wonderful? That's life. I hate to put it that way, but that's how life works. The Apostle Peter, another New Testament apostle, what did he say? Uh, he said that we should just expect tribulation. <laughs> we should expect it. It's going to happen. Again, this isn't negative thinking. It's just having a clear view of the fact That eventually, if I continue moving forward in life, something will stand in my way. Don't be surprised when it happens. It may look different or sound different or feel different than you thought it would, but understand that if you are pursuing a purpose, there will be times when things will get in the way. Have a clear purpose. Know what you're trying to accomplish. Have a clear view, a realistic view of what's happening and what does happen and how life works. And then make a clear decision. This is probably the most important part about marching. Is you have to decide before it gets hard 
that you're going to do it. Uh, over the Christmas uh, break, we take a bit of a break here, and uh, I had a couple days. Uh, I, I do a lot of running, and I decided that I would go run a new trail. It's a trail that goes around a lake not too far from my house. And um, I knew because I had looked at the map uh, on their website before I went over there. It's part of a, a larger park that the trail was almost 22 miles. So you start at one point, you go 22 miles, which takes you all the way around the lake, and you end up in the same parking lot that you started in. It's great. It's a loop. Easy to understand. 21.8 miles, almost 22 miles. And I started to run that. I had never been there before. I just wanted to see it. I wanted to kind of get a feel for what kind of a trail it was. My plan was to run for five miles. I can track that on my watch. Run for five miles and then turn around and run back. A 10-mile run. That's a pretty simple, pretty straightforward run. Now, because we're on vacation, I have not been eating well, um, not going to bed early. The stuff you're supposed to do when you want to exercise, I wasn't doing any of those things. And that morning I had gotten up, I had consumed two cups of coffee, and that's it. <laughs> so I didn't eat anything, didn't drink water. I had two cups of coffee, and then I decided, you know what, I've got a few hours. Let me go check out that trail. Now, running 10 miles, even having not slept well and not uh, consuming any calories or water, uh, it's not recommended, clearly. But it's not the end of the world. I could do that. It was also 45 degrees, which here where I live is very cold, and it was raining. So bad set of circumstances, but I'm just going to go do 10 miles. No big deal. I started to run, and it was a nice trail. The rain stopped. It was still cold, but it wasn't raining. It was a nice trail. And one thing I knew about this trail around the lake is that once you hit the halfway point, you have to finish. You can't swim back across. I guess you could, but I wasn't going to swim back across the lake. So once I got to the 11-mile mark, I needed to finish. I decided to do 10 miles, but it was a great trail. I started to feel good. I hadn't eaten. I knew that. I hadn't consumed any water except for that which is in coffee, which there is water in coffee. Um, but I was feeling pretty good. So I kept going. I started to feel not quite as good when I got almost to the 10-mile mark. But I thought, you know what? I'm here. I've got time. I'm going to just do this whole loop. I've run that distance many times in the past. It's not a big deal. I'm going to be fine. I got to about mile 12 which if you're following along at home means I was past the halfway mark. <laughs> I got to about mile 12 and I started to feel horrible. By mile 13 and 14, my legs felt like they couldn't move. I had given them no nourishment. Uh, there were no calories. I had not even consumed any water. And now it was starting to rain. So it went from being 45 degrees down to 40 or whatever it was and raining. It was terrible. But here's the thing. I finished that trail. I got all the way around the lake. I finished the trail because I decided before I felt bad that I was going to finish the trail. I made a decision when things were good, when I wasn't uh, feeling like I wanted to die. I made a decision to go all the way around. That was a decision I make. That decision took me uh, made. That, that was a decision that took me to a point where really I could have turned back, but it didn't make sense. And when my body really started to hurt and my legs were so heavy and I was tired and I was getting wet and I was cold, 
I had already made the decision, so I continued on, and I finished, not because it felt good, but because of a pre-decision. I got back there. You have to sign out when you go on the trail and then sign back in when you come back so they know that you made it and you're still alive and they don't have to go looking for you. Uh, I got back, and uh, I, I felt horrible. And the, the girl who was there said, hey, how was the trail? And I said, oh, it was fine. She goes, oh, that's great, and moved on. I felt like I wanted to die, but I finished. Life is not too different than that. People that push through hard things, not, not a simple trail on Christmas break, hard things are people who decide before they encounter the hard things that they will. Uh, people who have good marriages for a long time, are people that decide when things are going well, that in sickness and in health, for richer, for poorer, they're going to continue to love and cherish one another. And they stick to those vows. It's a mindset that says, I've already made my decision. Let me ask you this question. Have you already made your decision? The title of this podcast is March or Die. I talk about the concept of marching when it would be easier to die almost every week. Why? I hope to help you if you're struggling. I want to encourage you if you're down. But more than anything, I want you to decide before the hard times come that when they do, because they will, you'll put one foot in front of the other and continue to move forward. What does it mean to march? We're going to talk about this for the next couple of weeks, but it begins with a mindset. It means that you have the mindset that says, I know what my purpose is. I'm, I'm honest about the landscape, how the world works. I'm not naive to it. I'm not negative, but I'm not naive. And with the purpose in mind and clarity about what's happening around me, I've already made my decision. I will continue to press. The Apostle Paul said, I press toward the mark. I have continued to press toward what God has set in front of me. Have the right mindset, and you'll march when it would be easier to stay where you are and die. So this year, what are you going to do? Decide today that you will march. These EPs found their way into the hands of Chris Tomlin. And so we got this email out of the blue. Well, he was inviting us to go on this major arena tour of the United States. And at that time, we were like, well, we're not even really a band. Do we tell him we're not a band? Chris Llewellyn from REM Collective shares some of his life story on The Walk, a podcast for worshipers. Join us to hear conversations and devotionals from the artists of the church. Find The Walk on lifeaudio.com, worshipleader.com, or your favorite podcast platform.